I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey guys. Uh, before we go any further, let me just quickly... Play. Well, first of all, hello to Linda. Hello, uh, hello, hello. Hello, hello. How have you been, Linda? All right. What have you been doing? Judging people. Ju- Hold on, let's get... What? Judging in what way? On trains, right? I'm spending a lot of time on trains all of a sudden. Okay. It's been a while. What a flipping miserable existence that is, by the way. What do you mean? Well, when you come back on the train, that's when it really hits you, when you are herded through the, the station alongside a load of other weary travellers. Yeah. And you funneled, like... Kettled yes. through that station, you realise, you look around and you go, this is our existence, guys, this is oh, it. Oh, I know. Thank God it's only once a week for me. Yeah, I know. I, I had a situation last week. I did a gig up at... Sorry about this, folks, we'll get to spooky stuff in a minute. I did a gig up in the northeast near Sedgefield. Yes. I was at Fishburn. Hello, lovely friends at Fishburn Working Men's Club. We had a fantastic time. Ate a lot of pies, actually. I love pies. None, without, none, none with any hair in them. But anyway, we had a lovely time up there and I came back and I got to uh, King's Cross Station and I made my way to Euston. I had to get back from Euston and it was rammed, right? And the thing that I can't bear is people who then assume that that carriage is their private front yeah, room, yeah. tutting and stuff. It ain't your front room. There's not a lot of room for any of no, us. No, put the newspaper on your lap, put your handbag on your lap, move over. Yeah. Could you not spread your legs quite that far? I'm pretty sure your bollocks aren't that big. I don't know whether I've ever mentioned this to you before, but I had a... Oh, God, I'm going to tell you this. I was on a an overground train like that not long ago, and I'd been for a drink at... <laughs> quite a fancy London place with yes. a solicitor friend of mine. We'd had a couple of drinks of very fine wines, right? And I was a little bit pissed. Anyway, I got on this train during the rush hour like that and there was a bloke and I trod on his toe. Oh, no. And I said, I'm terribly sorry. And he went, mm, tutted and looked at his shoe. And I was a bit pissed and feeling a bit bold. And I went, um, sorry, mate, I've apologise once uh, what do you want me to do clean them and he sort of said something like twat or something under his breath and a woman opposite went he called you a twat right? <laughs> and was I, it me <laughs> could have been you and I was riled I was really riled and so I said do you think this is your front room it's very crowded in it I didn't say yes I'm a bit pissed that's probably why I trod on your foot and just as I was about to get on get off very bravely as the doors went do, 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 do. I went fucking idiot <laughs> <laughs> we went, opened and I got out 
I was rather proud of myself. That told him. That told him. His shitty shoes. But he was a fucking... Now dirty shitty shoes. Anyway, go on. Yeah, I got off the train, and it was after I got off the train that I was standing behind this woman, and she was my age, right? So right. So this is the sort of behaviour you associate with a 14-year-old, which is why I judged her very hard. I don't think she noticed. 14? The behaviour that she was exhibiting Oh, sorry, was, I was yeah. going to say... You're not, she was about my age, right? Not 14 anymore, but look. She was, no, she was on the phone, and she was like... <laughs> she was going like this. Right, so, yeah, I said to him, like, yeah, come over, like. And he said, no, like, it's a bit, like, difficult. So, yeah. like, honestly, every other word was like. Yeah. And I felt myself, my eye was twitching. I'm like, oh, God. Yes, I know. Use some describing words, please. Yes, that's right, adjectives. You know, um, <laughs> it's funny you should say that. Did you see, uh, you know, Cruella Braverman? Yes. Oh. She, uh, the old witch. She said she... mayor. Oh, she's... Let's not get into that. It's not when... the biggest problem I've got with what she says. No, no, that's not the biggest problem. But she managed to spell accommodation wrong on Twitter. The evil witch. Right, let's get on with the show. I was going to tell you about Paula Wiseman, who sent in... And we would always welcome your busker contributions. Oh, my God, will we? This is lovely. It's from Belfast. Have a little listen to this. <laughs> Talking of terrible entertainment, please come to see us at the 100 Club, 25th of June. We have got others coming up later in the year as well, but why don't we see how this one goes? It's Go to wegottickets.com and you can go to uh, Clinton Baptist Sunday Seance. And we'll be recording it as live. Now, this is in we? the glittering, uh, is it West End? Central London. Yes, West well, End. I would call that the West yes. End, yes, yes. So, what are we wearing, Clinton? Are you going to go full glam or are we understated? No, I'm going to go full glam. No, well, you can wear your usual stuff, um, <laughs> millets, but I will be wearing, I will be wearing all sorts of glamour, glamorous sequins and the yeah. sort of stuff that turned people on when I was in Vegas recently. Wow. Yeah. Siegfried and Roy I might, style. I might, yes, yes. I might, without the without the tiger mark, <laughs> I will be wearing all the sequins, all the, the lovely silk stuff, so there will be a real spectacle. And you can pop on a nice dress, I, I imagine. <laughs> Do yourself up. All right, we razzmatazz. Bit of razzmatazz. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I just want you to uh, have a listen to this incredible story. It's from Phil Boz Evans. Uh, I'm going to be, uh, we're going to speak to him in a minute. But in the meantime, have a listen to this. It's a genuine ghost story that he sent in. Music, please, Linda. My ghost is a little old now and the spirit appears to have my office now, but here it is played out. Come on, Phil, write properly. I first moved into my solicitor's office in South Wales, uh-oh, in 2002. <laughs> my room has no natural light and the first day I moved in, I had a spooky feeling about the room. The office was used as a drug rehabilitation centre prior to our firm taking over the lease. On one of the first days, I was working late Unpaid. Yeah, don't have a go at us. Nothing to do with us. Unpaid, exclamation mark. And everyone else had gone home. At the time, there was an estate agent downstairs. Oh, here we go. There was then a bang on the wall behind me, which startled me, and all the hairs on my neck stood up. Then there was a loud slap in the adjacent corridor, like a plant 
No, like a plank hitting a tiled floor, but the floor was carpeted. I responded by saying out loud for my own benefit, Come on, who is pissing about? <laughs> Over the, that, that's, that is the scientific spooky way of doing it. That's any clairvoyant medium will tell you that. Over the next few days, things went missing. Things were moved and I felt strange cold spots in the office, especially when I dealt with probate matters. You are a shit. For people who were recently bereaved. Oh, I'm laughing at that. One day, while speaking to a client whose father had recently died, a wooden cupboard door creaked open. There was no draft in my room, or no windows, and a solid concrete floor. As it did so, two white objects flew across the room and struck a wooden door. That is, you've got to admit, that's fucking scary. Yeah. Two white orbs flew across the room. How about that? Go on. They came from a fire exit, which is sealed. I asked my client, did you see anything? He confirmed that what he'd seen was the same as mine. It was not something that dropped from the ceiling, but came across the room. They were like two spots of Artex and were white specks, and they made a sound as they hit the wooden door twice. It gets weirder. Dropping the accent. As a few weeks later, a woman came into my office to sell her house. She walked into my room, and as soon as she came in through the door, she said aloud, This room is haunted. I am a medium. Then he makes shit joke there. I then asked her, you can get, you know that joke. You know it. I then asked her that I couldn't, I then asked her that I couldn't explain it. Come on, Phil. But I felt that the ghost was a young boy in his early 20s and that he had died in the gent's toilet. <laughs> oh dear, what a way to go. <laughs> she told me I was correct. And I was sensitive to the spirits. Not the optic kind either. That's enough jokes, Phil. She told me not to worry as he was not malevolent and asked if I wanted to know why he hung around my office. I replied yes. She said he hangs around near the fire exit radiator and stays because he loves my sense of humour. Fucking hell, someone does. I replied, great, the only fan I've got. And he's dead. True, but funny. Ish. She then said there was also someone else there. She looked up at my wooden wall clock left me by my late neighbour and then proceeded to describe my deceased neighbour, Doris, to the T. In a ghost up my family. I can see an elderly woman with white hair. In a pie. And she paused <laughs> quite portly. She loves how warmly you speak about her. Well, he has. He said portly rather than <laughs> enormous. Uh, I was intrigued. She then told me she's standing behind you. All the hair on my neck stood up like it had been tasered. The closest I can equate to it is the excitement at the Welsh Rugby Stadium when the teams run out for the first time. The excitement and rush of feeling. She told me she was my guardian angel and it was a lovely experience. I certain, it certainly made me believe in life after death. Whatever form that is, I don't know. Arthur Conan Doyle believed in the ether. I suspect it may just be that. Since then, I have tested the theory with a dog. <laughs> they are supposed to be sensitive, who would not cross the spot the spirit supposedly stands, stands, and a water diviner who confirmed the cold spot in my room without any prompting. I have not felt anything for a few years now. Coincidentally, since I stopped dealing with probate, but I will swear on the Bible these events are true. Phil Boz Evans. We are about to speak to Phil Boz Evans. I will have a Bible handy for him to swear upon. Uh, join us in a second. Let's get him on the line now. Here he is. It's Phil 
Boz Davis. It's the man who encountered all those, and I think you'll agree, listeners, genuinely spooky phenomena. Phil, are you reading me? Uh, coming through loud and clear. As we've established, Phil is a bit of a joker, and hopefully he's going to carry on in this vein or, or not. But, Phil, tell me, we are ringing in from Wales, isn't it? Correct. The land of poetry and song, Clinton. Lovely. Um, would far be it for me to to do any sort of silly Welsh accent, but it's lovely to speak to you. Yakida Boybach. I'll do the silly Welsh accent for you. Very good. Please, please, Phil, for those people, and not me, because you know I'm a believer, the thing that freaked me out the most were the two white orbs that came from a fire escape but first of all let, just, just let's just establish one thing there's no way that your office the, the solicitor's office formerly a uh it was a drug uh rehabilitation center there's no way that the place was falling down and that was a bit of asbestos floating through the air or anything um no way in a million years but it wasn't an orb it was two white objects but what they were it was almost like when you describe it, it was like, I don't know, I suppose a piece of Artex. Bang, bang. And you can confirm that the person sitting opposite you also saw these two white, uh, we won't call them orbs, Phil, because you're the expert, clearly. Uh, the two white dots, did the person sat next to you? They confirmed that they saw them, is that correct? Yes, and the way I worded it, as I explained, I said, did you see anything rather than did you see two white orbs? Um, Artex floating across the room. Right. And this person shit themselves like you did, or? Uh, it was a question of clean up in aisle one, yes. But uh, <laughs> All right. prior to that, as I said to you, it was the door opening as well that spoke them. The wooden door that opened. Right. And that was not a breeze. That was a fully There's heavy more... door. Go on. There's absolutely no breeze in my room. I have no windows. Right. Um, and i got a solid concrete floor. To this day, that cupboard door has never opened again. I am looking at Phil now on Zoom. You could not see a man, first of all, who looks more Welsh, uh, but secondly, who looks more rational. He has a refined grey hair, some thick Welsh eyebrows, and a grey moustache, all right? He looks very rational. And you are a solicitor, is that correct, Phil? No, not quite. I'm similar to a solicitor. I'm a, I'm a qualified lawyer, but right. I'm what they call chartered legal executive and uh, commissioner for oaths, and also what they call a silex conveyancing practitioner. Oh, all right. No one likes a show-off, Phil. Bloody, I'm getting the term stealing a living. But the point is you are a man of... You're a sober man, aren't you? You're a rational I'm, man. I'm a sober, rational and honest man. Right, OK. And in your honesty, as uh, in position of executor of oaths or whatever all that long-winded bullshit is, would you now swear, and you did say in... That email, you would swear on the Bible. Now, ironically, this week, Boris Johnson, in the week we're recording this, has just sworn on a Bible, and I don't believe a word of what he said. 
Harry Redknapp famously swore on a Bible over the financial impecunities that he was involved with. Are you willing to swear on a Bible? I don't see any in in the behind you, Phil. I don't see a bookshelf. Do you have a Bible there? I do have a Bible in the house. I also have the Egyptian Book of the Dead. Would that be any help? <laughs> Maybe you can swear. Just swear on something. I can also swear on 51 of my comedy books, which are available oh, on American right. What 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 are the 50? Don't worry, listeners, we'll get this bit out of the way. What are they? 51 books you've written on comedy? Yes, all yeah. set in the valleys, pending some star from the north of England who wants to take them up and read them to people. Is that right? 51? Yes, you can look me up on Twitter. You find my bio. Okay, just tell me the address and I'll pretend to write that down now. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> what is it, Phil? Boris Johnson, 10 Downing Street, <laughs> Westminster. You can see where he got 51 volumes of his, of his humour from, can't you? Brilliant. Uh, Phil, have you got anything to add to that? I mean, is there anything that... I mean, the, the, the Guardian Angel was wonderful. Do you think that Guardian Angel is still with you? I would love to think she is. Um, she was the grandmother I never knew, is the way I would describe her. Right. Because she came for a weekend to Merthyr Tidville, where I'm from, yeah. and stayed for the rest of her life. And I was blessed to have her company. She was no direct relation to me, but I wouldn't wish for a better woman. She stayed for the rest of her death as well, it seems, Phil. Well, well as I said to you, uh, define death is the question, Clinton. Yeah, well, it's my podcast, so let's not get into that now. I, 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 do, the, I do the questions. Phil, make sure you don't send me any of your comedy books, but I will thank you very much for joining me. Um, if there's anything more scary that happens, Phil, will you please get in touch with me? Uh, certainly, as I said to you, I've met my wife, Clinton, have you? What about you? Oh, she's scary, is she? <laughs> That's sexism, listeners. Don't worry about that. We don't want to get cancelled for that. Phil, you are a wonderful fella. Thank you so very, very much. We do so love the Valleys on this show. And um, lots of love to you. And, and please, as I say, do get in touch. An absolute privilege. Thank you very oh, much. What a lovely fella. Phil Boz Evans there. And, of course, I am aware that at the start of this, I referred to him as Phil Boz Davis, which is a little bit of racism from me, because I assumed Evans Davis is a similar sort of thing over there. Happy to set the record straight, Phil Boz Evans. Jolly good. A very, very popular section. I know you like it very, very much, don't you, Linda? I Coming am a, up now. You know what? I am an absolute sucker for an American accent, and uh, Joseph Lavens. Oh, uh, it's got just—it's just wonderful. I have seen the man, and he's got a nice voice. He don't know his appearance is a little bit. Is he hairy? He's quite hairy in a sort of scientific kind of way, a bit beardy. Yeah. 
bit like bit, Open University 1975. That sort of thing. I can work with that. Ve- very much so. And anyway, he this week is back on the trail of the UFOs, trying to get some answers, really. Mm. And he spoke this week to Air Vice Marshal Daniel Spand, who is working alongside the Combined Force Space Component Command uh, in uh, at RAF High Wycombe. So anyway, he's spoken to him. Have a listen to this. This week in our series of reports on UFOs, we've learned a number of things. That not everybody who sees a UFO is crazy. That our government has lied about UFO information. That it's withheld UFO files and even spied on UFO witnesses. Are extraterrestrials making contact with Earth or is it something else? And yes, he believes that beings from other planets have been intimate with him. While the United States officially denied investigating UAPs... after more unidentified objects... First there were three glowing orbs, and then there were five. Air Vice Marshal Daniel Spann, hello. I, I, thank you. I, I, I think you got my email. My name is Professor Joseph Lavens. I'm so sorry. I cannot find an email anywhere. Look, never mind. Well, we, um, we're here to help. That's the main thing. That's okay, that, that, that's great. I wonder if you could just set out the parameters of what you do, sir. Our main effort is to ensure that uh, satellites and communications with between all of our countries within the NATO partnership is clean, safe. And by that, I mean some of our cyber security uh, with satellites is a part of all of that. And okay. we have an open door policy with the press, as we, we're now enjoying with yourself, sir. Mr. Spanks, I just want uh, to just, just say that you've left something out, sir. I think mm-hmm. you know <laughs> what I'm a lead- If I say to you that I'm an expert on UAPs, on, mm-hmm. on UFOs, I think you know very well uh, what perhaps you're not permitted to talk about what is confidential uh, and that is your work in tracing some movement with UAPs and alien encounters in UK airspace am I correct sir there's a lot of uh, con- uh, congestion in, right. in our airways and in our airspace oh, oh, I'm well studied sir I know that and, and indeed part of our operational uh, uh, effort and capability and, and and mission statement is to ensure that a lot of that uh, congestion uh, can be identified as and when we can it's not always easy professor you understand right. it's not easy to, to to identify something you, no no you no 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 excuse me sir pardon me sir you have identified it you have identified it you know it is not of our world and in fact, in fact, in fact, sir, certainly let me play you some proof here. Listen, this is this. This is this is New Mexico, 1974, the same region I was. Listen to this, sir. Go on. What is that baby doing? I don't know. It may look like it's moving around. I see two of them. Moving to the west, slowly. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. What's going on up there? There's two of them. Look, 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 look. How about that, sir? I have no idea. I've not got no idea what this is, Professor. I, I, I think you're wasting my time, Professor, and I, I don't want to waste yours. Forgive me. What about the fo- the, the, the drawing I, I, I sent you? If you have a look at uh, that email there, sir. This, this was in New Mexico, yeah? 1989. Uh, I, I stumbled across an alien creature. 
Can you see that? What I sent you? I sent you a scan of you. You tell me what that is. That's proof, sir. Uh, yeah. That scared me, sir. Um, New Mexico, nineteen eighty nine, sir. I I didn't have a camera. I had to sketch that. It's got a. It's like a child's uh, doodle of a an alien with a round potato head. No, it's a squashed and, head. They got squashed heads. Those ones. And it's got a couple of antennae on its head. Like that's a, right. They have them on their head. You know, stick up those things. Got an enlarged left hand. <laughs> it's, sir, it's that's what I saw, sir. Um, it's um, is this someone from the other squadron <laughs> reminding me that I should excuse be retiring? Me, <laughs> excuse me, sir. As a paid official of uh, this country, it's about time you 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 faced up to these things and you were honest. I'd like to try and help you in some way, Professor. But it it, it looks like um. It looks like a, a child's picture of a, a spudhead alien with a big right. penis. Uh, yes. That's about enormous. To get my ruler out, and it's about sort of eight times the size of your scale. Is that right? Yes, that's right. A big penis, a big, big old thing. And, you're all, me you... and that was all floppy. It wasn't. It didn't have a. Well, it looks sort of like the hammer and sickle. I mean, it's this. Right. Okay. You. You. you you're, yeah. I get it. I get it. You're laughing. Uh, okay. It is my contention that an alien came down forty thousand years ago and stuck his dingle dangle up a monkey's front bomb bomb, and you know that, sir. No, I, I don't think this is from my department. Whatsoever. Right? Yeah, stuck it up, up his fan fan, up his badge, up a monkey's badge. Professor, as much as I'd like to try and assist you with this matter, I I I think. You're barking up the up wrong and, tree. Up and down, up, in and out, in and out of monkey's badge, in and out, in and out. That's how we oh. came about it. You know that, sir. Well, I couldn't, I couldn't deny the, the, the Yo, laws you of can't. nature, but... A monkey done it with an alien right off his front bum-bum. You oh. disgust me. Well, I don't know what that's got to do with NATO or the MOD. Right, thank you. Our thanks to Air Vice Marshal Daniel Spander, RAF High Wycombe. These were his opinions and not those shared by the RAF or the MOD. From Chat It's Fate magazine. Spooky music, please, Linda. My son found an angel in his ice cream. Fiona Mulhern, 49, from Omar. I'm not even going to attempt the accent. Angels are always playing a big part in my life. Angels have always played a big part in my life, appearing to me in dreams and guiding my intuition. You should say intuition. Intuition. <laughs> when my brother John tragically died... Oh, 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 let's not do that, the voice. That's horrible. Let's get that out. There we go. Let's get, let's get away from the miserable stuff. Anyway, I'd taken three of my kids and their dads out for our traditional pre-Christmas bite to eat at the Red Pepper Restaurant in Castle Derg, Northern Ireland. After enjoying turkey and stuffing dinners with all the trimmings, my youngest, Reese, who was eight at the time, couldn't wait to tuck into a special snowball festive Sunday. You're not normally bothered about ice cream, I laughed. <laughs> You're not normally Great sense of humour, this woman. It was true, he didn't have much of a sweet tooth. But it's Christmas, Mum, this is special, he grinned. When Reese's Sunday arrived, it was impressive with layers of rich vanilla. But as he scraped the bottom of the glass, something special happened. Look, Mum, I found an angel, he cried. Reese was pointing to a smear of ice cream on the side of the glass. 
I picked it up and my mouth fell open in shock because there was indeed an ice cream angel figure. I could make out her head and huge white wings clear as day. <laughs> and in the magazine you can see this and I think... Linda, <laughs> what do you think? Does that look like an... It looks like an alien with its hands on its hips. <laughs> it, it, yeah, I mean, it could well be. I mean, there are signs given off, aren't they? <laughs> uh, then, oh my gosh, I gasped, catching sight of a blob of ice cream next to her. That one looks like the Lamb of God. What? We had the makings of our very own ice cream nativity. Come on, I cried, leaping into action. We can't let this just melt away. I mean, this is thin. <laughs> Thin they, this they paid for this? Yeah, we paid the bill and I gave the manager an extra fiver to allow us to keep the Sunday glass. Sunday glass. I'm sure he thought I was barking. My dad lived closest, so I went straight round to his house and put the glass into his freezer. <laughs> Once our ice cream angel had frozen solid again, I was able to transport her back to my house in a cool bag. Watch over us this coming year, I prayed, as I tucked her safely into my home freezer next to his bag of peas and some chicken nuggets. <laughs> Come on! Come on, have some respect! <laughs> and as for the next wee while... No, and for the next wee while, I believe that our ice cream angel did just that. Special sign. <laughs> the following year, 2018, I decided to take a course to learn how to put angel... to pull angel cards. When the class dates... When the class dates came through, they fell on Jan's birthday. 27th of October. Another sign from the angels. I now gave I now give angel card readings professionally through my Facebook page, Guided by the Angels. And angels visit me every day. All I need to do is look up to the clouds to make out their graceful shapes. Sadly, we haven't got our beautiful ice cream angel anymore. My freezer defrosted after a power cut. By the time I realised what happened, she'd been reduced to a soft vanilla puddle. But I believe my guardian angels watch over me and perhaps she is one of them. What do you make of that, Linda? Absolutely <laughs> unadulterated bollocks. I have to say, I'm not entirely convinced <laughs> by that one. But, you know, you can get signs on things. I mean, when Ruth came, I mean, she left her bits and pieces in my toilet pan. I'm sure. God, like reading <laughs> the tea leaves. I'm sure one of the skinniers was St. Nicholas. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I didn't freeze it or anything. That no, would be don't. disgusting. Dear Michelle, my nan Sylvia ran away to London when she was 15 in search of a fabulous life. However, she ended up sleeping rough, her money was stolen and she was very cold, very hungry and very frightened. A woman said she could stay with her while she got sorted, but then a man turned up wanting sex. Hey? Yeah. Christ. She ran from the flat with nothing and was going to throw herself off Waterloo Bridge into the Thames. Blimey. As she stood staring at the water, a man asked her if she's okay. Sobbing uncontrollably, she poured it all out, not caring if he was a murderer. He calmed her down, took her to a cafe and bought her a meal and then to the Salvation Army. When Sylvie turned to thank him, he had mysteriously vanished. They said she had come in alone and it was the same story in the cafe. The Salvation Army were wonderful, got her back home, but Nan always said she was actually rescued by an angel in human form. That was from Rowan. Dear Rowan, This says is what Michelle, Michelle Jones... Jones. There is always an angel on hand, and thank goodness he was able to show himself and save her. 
Thank you for sharing her story. Right, I want to tell you this. This is true. Talking of angels, yeah. absolutely true. When you're in London sometimes, like this poor person here, it can be a little bit of a daunting place. And I had an elderly friend who was going back up to uh, Edinburgh and I was seeing her off from uh, St Pancras Station, mm. right? And King's Cross, I do believe it's not St Pancras, just to be precise and i lost my mobile phone she was in the virgin sort of first class waiting room this elderly lady i lost my mobile phone do you know which angel came to my help richard branson no keep going um theopophetus no mm, not sugar he wouldn't give a shit he wouldn't give you the skin off his rice pudding that fella <laughs> go on uh was it female Yes. Oh, was it? You'll never get it. It Go was Sue Pollard oh. of Heidi High. <laughs> I kid you not. I went to oh, be love, a, let me help you out, love. I want to be a delicate. You've lost your oh, mobile. Yeah, it was her. And I couldn't believe it. She said, what have you lost? And we were down on hands and knees looking for my mobile phone. What had happened, interestingly enough, and this has nothing to do with Sue Pollard, uh, I'd left it on the train when I'd gone to say goodbye. Oh, to, and it went all the soft. bloody way up to Scotland. But I want to thank Sue Pollard. What one, a darling. One day, I do hope you get to be a yellow coat. Oh, Miss Cuthcott, can Miss I please? Miss I'm here in... What would you call this, Anne? The toilet, isn't it? It's very much a toilet. It is, it is literally, it's literally a toilet. That's not a euphemism. It's the car seat. And I'm here with Anth Young. We're about to do this gig in Fishburn, aren't we? We are, yes, yeah. And they're a little, well, they're perfectly nice people. There was one or two annoying people yesterday. Quite rowdy, quite rowdy. Quite rowdy, talking, talking, bloody irritating. Anth, I know you're a believer. I am. I know you have your minds expanded to take in other possibilities, let's call it that. Yes, yeah. Please regale us with the spooky story. And in the studio, Linda, put on the spooky music, please. I apologise that it's not overly scary, but... Um, I'll be the judge of that. OK, OK. Um, my six-year-old daughter, yeah. uh, when she was three, was in her bedroom playing by herself. Yeah. And she came into my bedroom and she went, Dad, there's a woman on the bed. And I went, there shouldn't be. Sorry, so, not on your bed with no, you. No, no, oh, no. In, right, in, sorry. On her bed. That yeah, would be terrible. That's all for the kids to see. Imagine isn't it? Said, but imagine if she'd said that to my wife, there was no one on Daddy's bed. Um, yeah. So I went through to our bedroom mm. and there was no one on the bed. Yeah. And I went, uh, Emma, where's the woman? And she just pointed to the spot on her bed and I said, What's the woman's name? Right. And she looked dead angry and she went, No, I am Emma. And I went, What? Oh, and she went, Christ. Daddy, I am Emma. I went, I know. She went, that woman says she is Emma. And she was named after our grandma, Emma, who owned that house before me. Oh, Christ. And I shut my pants. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, I think it's just your grandma. I'm not coming to visit. Um, could you please leave? <laughs> and Bloody hell. I got out the room. Even though it's my grandma, that she wouldn't hurt us. Genuinely, genuinely happened. Do you think that your grandma might have had some competition? You know, which is the sort of person who might have liked to steal the limelight? You know, you've got a child. It's like, well, strictly speaking, <laughs> strictly speaking, I was the first ever. I'm still the best ever. And I'm gonna prove yeah. it. Yeah, maybe it yeah. was that. Now there are some grandparents who do that, don't they? They always want attention. You think you've had your go. It's not up to you now, is it? You, you know. You see that, Clinton? Have you seen what we do for a living? I can very much see us coming back and wanting the limelight. That is a good point. <laughs> that is a good point. I mean, we are 
What is wrong with us that we seek the approval of these rather chatty strangers last night? I don't know. Normally, it's lovely and I understand why I do this job. Yeah. But last night, I was very much questioning why I do this job. I remember you saying, sorry about this, folks, we'll get onto the spooky again in a minute. He's got to go on in a second. Um, but Anth, at one stage, did look slightly pissed off. <laughs> and I thought, oh, he's going to drop the uh, amiable, avuncular comedy exterior and just, you know, go and high-kick high someone in the front row. I was very much ready to just kick yeah. off, but you've got to keep that facade of the smile. I don't want to get too technical, people at home, but don't do that. Don't just go do an Eric Cantona <laughs> in the fucking front row. And has there been anything else? Do, have you heard anything else in that house from Grandma Emma? Uh, no, it was, my, it was a weird one. I don't tell people this one because we were drunk. Oh, here we go. Go on. I had some female friends over to my house one night. Right. And it was, I inherited the house off my granddad. He died more recently. This is um, when you were a single man? Or? I was a single man. Oh, crazy. Yeah, yes, go yeah. on. Yeah, yeah go on. So I had the, it's the, getting spicy, folks. Go I had on. the ladies over. And yes. uh, I went upstairs with one of the ladies. And one of the ladies had stayed downstairs on the couch. And she came upstairs the next morning and she went, eh, which one's your granddad's bedroom? And I went, what? She right. went, which one's your granddad's? And I went, are you, are you after a bit of me granddad? I went, me yeah, was he around the granddad at the time? No, he was dead. Oh, and okay. I went, um, I went, me granddad died last year. I inherited, this is his house, I inherited it. She went, he was sitting on the couch last night speaking with us. Masturbating? Could have been, could have been. Really? Well, the old... plasm everywhere. No, those are... <laughs> you bring a load of birds back. I'd rather run downstairs and watch me. <laughs> Uh, That's not how I'd have done it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. Well, yeah, really, that is spooky. Yeah, that one's. I don't, because, like I say, we're drunk, but the fact you. And I showed her a photo and she went, oh, that, that's who I was that's trying it. to do. That's yeah. the one. Well, I mean, I, you know, that's the thing I always think. Sometimes people go, I want to know if my grandma. What she thinks of my new boyfriend, I think, do you, do you really want her looking into that? Watching you biting a pillow? I don't think so. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's no good for you. Don't let him do that to you either. He's too big, if anything, too big. <laughs> too big? That's too big, that bloody... Uh, thank you very, very much. If anything else happens with spooky grandparents, would you please let me know? I will, Clinton, yes, yeah. All right, spirit fading now, fading now. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Now, later on in the year, I am going to be, I don't know whether I'm allowed to say this, but I'm going to be hosting, sort of emceeing, yeah. a massive event for uh, multiple sclerosis at Her Majesty's Theatre. <gasps> yes. And I don't know, I probably could be in, in trouble with this, but one of the, it's it sort of through Wayne Dobson. You know, Wayne Dobson's a very famous yeah, magician. magician. And uh, it's going to be a celebration of uh, his career and this week, whilst having a production meeting with him, I ran into his uh, carer, Courtney, who gave us a very, very spooky story. Have a listen to this. I'm joined on the Zooming facility by Courtney. Courtney is, bear with me before we get to the spooky, she is the carer for Wayne Dobson. Now, uh, Wayne Dobson, for you young people might not remember him, but he was very big. He was on ITV. He's one of, well, he's probably, he's one of the greatest magicians of this country, the United Kingdom. Are you there, Courtney? Please speak to us. Hi, Clinton. Oh, you sound jolly. I try to be. Uh, Courtney looks after Wayne because Wayne has got MS. That's correct, isn't it? Uh, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, I've been looking after Wayne for about three years now. Oh, okay. And I will be doing a, a massive charity event. I don't know whether I'm allowed, am I allowed to say that. Uh, I think so. I think it's been announced now. Yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> I'm doing a big charity event for him at the uh, the Her Majesty's Theatre in in London's fancy West End. Not getting paid. It's all going to MS. Still, never mind. Out of the goodness of my heart, I said I'd do it. Aren't I good, Courtney? Tell me, you are a believer in the supernatural, am I correct? I am indeed. And what have you experienced, my love? One second, Linda, put on the spooky music, please. Uh, well, when I was about 13 was my first encounter. Yes. Um, and I remember we were going out for a family day. And we got a phone call from a friend uh, saying that there was a man in the house and he could see them from the window. Right. So, oh, in your we, house, your in house. my house. Yeah. Oh my god! Right, yeah. So uh, we rushed home because we obviously thought we were getting burgled. Yeah, and there, there was no one there. Right. Um, and after that, we started hearing all these spooky noises, and um, my parents' jewellery started appearing in the bath. 
um, out of my mum's jewellery box. And and there was um, running up and down the stairs. It was really scary. Right. I think that's what made me believe. Is that your way of winding up that story and telling me that's it? Yeah. We've been joined by Wayne Dobson's carer, Courtney. (laughs) Courtney, just a second, just a second. You didn't meet Wayne through show business, clearly. Uh, Tell me, my love. (laughs) Let's just rewind a bit. Sorry about this, listeners. I was assured this was going to be a corker. Uh, Courtney, so so you all rushed back, and and what, what had happened when you came back? Was the house turned upside down? Could you see anyone in there? Did you experience any supernatural phenomenon? Uh, not that I remember. The house was absolutely fine. Nothing had been changed. Um, the door hadn't been broken down, so we knew someone, right. no one had been in there. Did your mum and dad say to this person, what, what, the, what, what the hell are you talking about? There's nobody in the house. Uh, yeah, they phoned, uh, they phoned their friend back, and he yeah. said there was definitely an old man stood in the bedroom window upstairs looking out. Right, and... Uh, was he masturbate? I mean, was he an old? Was he an old? It does happen. It does happen, Courtney. So there was an old man upstairs in the bedroom, right? Was just it, an uh, elderly man uh, stood looking out the window. Victorian from a, a time past, or possibly? I have no yeah. idea. An old yeah. man is what yeah, I was told. Courtney, possibly. It doesn't really help, does it? Can't can you embellish a little bit? For Christ's sake. People are paying this bloody podcast now. Sorry. Right, so when this uh, jewellery... Don't worry, we'll wind up in a minute, people. When this jewellery started appearing in the bath, etc., was that put down to poltergeistial activity or...? Uh, my dad put it down to that, yeah, because uh, he'd lost a really special ring at the right. time. Right. And we had searched for about two years across the whole house for it. Right. Uh, we'd had everything out and it appeared in the bottom of the bath. Oh, I see. Right, okay. Your dad's ring, was it Was it something that was very precious to uh, him? Yes, it was. Yeah, it was brought by my nan. Right, okay. And um, your mother's... Your mother's jewelry that was your mother's jewelry was found in the bath as well, as well uh, as yeah, the, from as well as the ring. Box. Yeah, really. Yeah, one of her chains, one of her gold chains. Your parents don't do they still live in this house? No, we moved out of it about a year later because of that, because of the hauntings. Yeah, my mum believes in uh, bad spirits and good, and she believed that there was a bad one there, so oh, we had God. to. Well, please don't play this to your mother because I'm a little bit flippant earlier and. I didn't mean to be. I was trying to rescue this story in some way. Courtney, that was a disappointment, but thank you so much for joining in. Uh, Good luck to you, and thank you for all your wonderful service to Wayne, my love. That's okay. I'll be here for many more years. Okay, you're back in there tomorrow morning? Of course. Oh, wonderful. Well, that's Courtney. She's she's an angel. Thank you very much, my darling. Thank you. Lots of love. Fading now, my love. From Take a Break, no, from Kate Chat, It's Fate, Flaming Awful. (laughs) Spooky music, thank you. 
can people really burst into flames for no reason? Do you remember in the 80s? Yeah. This was always in like... Spontaneous combustion. Yes, yeah, it was yeah. always in the magazines and, and in the newspapers. Right. Uh, please regale us. All that you'd see was like people's shoes and, uh, and ashes. That's right, yeah. On the 22nd of December 2010, Michael Farty, 76... Michael Farty? Farty. 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 Yeah. 76 was found in the living room of his house in County Galway, Ireland, burnt to a crisp. Yeah. The pensioner had been sitting next to his fireplace, but investigators ruled that the fire in the fireplace was not the same that had burnt Mr. Farty and that no accelerant had been used. The ceiling and floor above and below him were badly scorched, but the rest of the room was undamaged. As no external source for the fire could be found, the coroner ruled that the death of Mr. Farty... They're, they're enjoying me saying this, aren't they? <laughs> Farty. Mr. Farty's death was spontaneous human combustion. West Galway coroner Dr. Kieran McLaughlin said it was the first time in 25 years of investigating deaths that he'd reached such a verdict. Spontaneous combustion, like in the case of Mr. Farty, is given is a form of phenomenon where a person suddenly bursts into flames, apparently burning from the inside out for no obvious reason. It sounds bizarre, but cases of spontaneous human combustion like Mr. Farty have been recorded from as far back as the 15th century when an Italian knight called Polonius Vostustus is said to have gone up in smoke in front of his shocked parents. In fact, although it's certainly not common, there have been more than 200 cases like Mr. Farty in the last 300 years. In Victorian times, spontaneous human combustion was widely regarded as some kind of divine retribution, often as punishment for alcoholism. Oh, hang on a minute. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, drawing, joining the dots here. <laughs> Charles Dickens even wrote about it in his novel Bleak House. The unsympathetic ca character, alcoholic Mr Crook, is found as nothing but a pile of ashes on the floor of his flat. Mr Farty's death ranks among the strangest deaths worldwide in the last ten years. Don't worry, though, it's highly unlikely you'll find yourself suddenly engulfed in a ball of flames like Mr Farty. Although you know what they say, there's no smoke without fire. Now, do what? you think... Do you think... That's, What's Oh, that? that's comforting. He's like, don't worry, but worry. <laughs> for, Mr, for Mr Farty's family. No, I mean, that is the thing. Some people do believe that it is some kind of mystical heat that's mm. generated from within that can cause you to burst into flames. Very often, it is, sometimes the head and the feet are left over. And sometimes, I've seen photos, people are sat next to an electric bar fire yeah. and they're pissed out of their heads, you know. What do you think? I mean, do you, I mean I'm mean, i trying to find stuff for you now, Linda, that's less to do with... With the spirits. The spirits are more to do with strangeness. Do yes. you understand? Well, I think that there are many things that we have not um, examined properly in science yet. And maybe, I don't know, a bit of static on a on a... On a polyester shirt or nighty might start something i don't know i tell you where we went last year we went last summer to st ives mm. have you ever been to st ives yeah quite a mystical place isn't very it? very mystical place and full of piskies that's right and barbara hepworth do you know barbara hepworth yes. brilliant uh, sculptor and we went to see her workshop there lots of lovely uh statues and all that sort of thing and of course barbara hepworth died in a fire mm. at that studio in 1970 and I just thought this is such a bloody British thing. I might have mentioned this on this show before, that for all the beautiful sculpture and for all the sort of interesting artistic interpretation, the one thing that 
That's so British. The one thing that, that everyone wanted to ask the guys was, where did she die? Oh. You know what I mean? Where did she catch fags? I think she went to sleep with a fag on. Oh, God. And she, she burst into flames, you know. In, what did they want? Be- a photo standing and pointing? That's like, really what arrived, it is. When I arrived, this is what happened. <laughs> it's really what it was. And they said, that's all anyone... I asked the guy, that's all anyone wants to know, where did she die? It's like, wonderful art! Wonderful art everywhere. Where did, and what, she was having a fag and she burst into flames. So British, isn't it? That sort Aren't we of mawkish? Aren't we mawkish? Aren't we maudlin? So if you do... Well, where did she die? In bed. After she died in bed with a fag on. Does anyone smoke in bed nowadays? It's very old-fashioned. It's very retro these days, isn't it? Smoking at all. Well, yeah. I I smoke in bed a bit, but that's a euphemism for <laughs> what I get up to. I smoke in bed. <laughs> anyway, listen, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to... Before we go, it would be remiss of me not to go to Barry, my neighbour, for some lovely springtime ASMR. Oh. Cherry blossom. Warm summer. Rain shoots popping up. Cut lawns, pretty daffodils, and uh, ladies without their coats on and that in the nice cotton dresses, and uh, fresh mornings. This is making you feel nice. Out with the old, in with the new. Lambs gambling in the fields. Blue, uh, blue skies, mate. Can't think, well, I can't think of that many more things, but you know, it's nice. All, all spring. All springtime, lovely. Thank you, Barry. What are you going to be up to now when you leave this sacred place? There's a bit of dancing again this weekend. So oh, I'm lovely! Doing that, yes. Have you moving on to the bossa nova or what? What, what well, is there it? Is, there is a saucy dance. Oh, I'd love to see your American smooth. <laughs> Go on. It's purely Latin, my friend. Okay. Although we do do some of them, you know, like party dances where everyone gets up on the floor and like does like. Spot. Oh. We do some of that, but I think that's just to break the ice a little. Do you know what I... I might have mentioned this before. When I go to a wedding and I do dancing, I do an, a mid-80s jig, a oh, bit yeah. like Jimmy Somerville. I'll do it for you a bit Show later. Me. Go on. Oh, no. Wait there, everyone. Are you, are you in a long dance or are you up and down? <laughs> You're like Jimmy Somerville. Yeah! <laughs> oh, that's lovely. It's very dated, that look. I do this early 80s dance. Basically, can I describe it? Yeah. It's lovely, right? So his up, top half is very, very... Um, Erect, like a erect. soldier. yeah, that soldier. But down below, electric legs, Ooh, basically. Wiggling. He's keeping his buttocks very tightly clenched, but his knees That's going it. side to side. Do you remember that? You are my world. A bit like that. Yeah. The, the other one I do, which I remember from the early 80s, I showed a friend of mine, she said she felt physically sick <laughs> watching me do this. Watch this. <laughs> I would call this sort of tears for fears. <laughs> 
I know that one. That's like the angry sway. The angry sway. You've got pursing your, your lips as well. Yeah, you've got to do the white man's overbite. But also, so he's got his arms up, sort yeah, of. Yeah, that's it. Punching, do you remember this one? Punching. I would call it, yeah, sort of, I would call it Depeche Mode, stroke, tears so for fears. Both arms sway to one oh, the God, Across awful. his face, one way, and then across the face the other way. Well, you'd have someone's eye out. Imagine it, and you, you've got just one iota of the view of me looking a complete <laughs> Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we've had a lovely time, haven't we? I've, I've had an okay She's time. She's had an okay time. Yeah. <laughs> Linda, Linda, won't you join us again next time? Probably, yeah. Okay, what are you going to do now? Are we going to go and get ready for your dancing? I'm going to do some more dancing. All right, loves. Uh, namaste until next week. Bye-bye. Well, that, that wasn't bad, was it? Quite a good episode, I thought. you got to admit, my thanks to Linda and Paula Wiseman for sending in the buskin. Keep your funny buskin efforts coming in. You don't have to name the person. Not need to be nasty, but it is funny, isn't it? Or is that just me? My thanks to Phil Boz Evans... Air Vice Marshal Daniel Spann from RAF High Wycombe, Anthony Barry from the flats upstairs here at Erskine Court, and Courtney for her very spooky story. Look, just time to remind you that we're going to be recording this live. Get tickets to come and see us. Go to wegottickets.com and look up Clinton Baptist Sunday Seance. It's Sunday the 25th of June at the 100 Club in London. See you then. It doesn't just throw itself together, you know. Namaste. Yeah, right. Clinton Baptiste here, offering you the chance to enjoy my Patreon podcast for free for seven days. So many people have been joining me over there. It's a shame that you're not. Uh, we've got videos, cartoons, we've got uh, all sorts of stuff, uh, uh, all the old back catalogue, and a chance for exclusive dibs on tickets before anyone else. Please come to patreon.com forward slash Clinton Baptiste. All right, spirit fading now. See you there. Fady Nail.